At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Wednesday show for you, a lot to get into. Coming up, Gabe. From John Boy Media, you know him on Twitter as Playoff Tanaka. He's a great follow. Uh, he has a lot of interesting thoughts. He's a big Yankee fan, so we'll get into some Yankees, some baseball thoughts with him. and uh, That's where we'll start. Look, the Ranger season's over. It's too early for football. You know, it's uh, nothing but the Knicks to talk about. I'm sure we'll do some draft here coming up. The NHL hasn't even started yet. I don't understand. The last NHL game was Saturday night. The Rangers got eliminated. We haven't had an NHL game since. The Avalanche have been off for a week and a half now. They swept last Monday. Uh, the Lightning finished their series Saturday. I mean, what are we waiting for? We're sitting here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all with no game. I guess that game, that uh, that series does start tonight. Lightning and Avalanche. Avalanche are favored uh, in what should be an interesting series as the Lightning go for a third straight title. But it's uh, it's been all baseball. And the Yankees and Mets both won last night. And that's a, uh, a familiar sentence. You know, it's funny. I started doing this show end of October, early November, in the midst of football season, but it was early enough in football season where it was already clear where the Jets and Giants were terrible. And, you know, used to come in and especially start just starting out doing the podcast, used to come in and, boy, there just wasn't a lot to say because the Giants would lose and be awful. The Jets would lose and be awful. And it's like, it was like every Monday, every show would start the same. Be like, Giants lost, Jets lost. Where do we start? They both kind of suck. And uh, it's, it's been the opposite here. With baseball season, as the Yankees and Mets off of off days on Monday, we're back in action Tuesday. Both home, uh, both not only win, both win by shutouts. Yankees two nothing as 
Uh, Cole pitches really well. Cole's actually become pretty underrated here. Cole's a good pitcher. I know he gives up way too many homers. He drives you nuts sometimes with the home runs. But look, Cole, and he's got the worst area of the team, but his ERA is in the low threes. Cole is still a really good pitcher. Um, you know, I know he had the start against Boston last October in the playing game, but remember, he was dealing with a bad hamstring. People can point to the spider tack. He left the game and missed a couple weeks with a bad hamstring. So, granted, he didn't pitch well in that game. He has not been great for the Yankees. I will grant you that he has not been great, but he's still he's still been good, and he is still good. So, uh, Cole conquers his nemesis. The Rays have given him trouble. Choi's given him trouble. He blew him away with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Danced in, in and out of some trouble in the sixth, and the Yankees get a nice 2 nothing win. The Mets get an important win uh, because Atlanta just does not lose. I think we're up to, what, 13 in a row for Atlanta. They just keep beating up on these bad teams, the Pirates and the Nationals. And look, the Mets had plenty of chances early in the season to beat up on the Nationals, and they did. And, you know, you're going to see the Nationals going to be one of these teams down the stretch where you just your eyes light up when you see them on their schedule because they are an awful, awful baseball team. And, um, I, I saw the stat the other day. It's hard to believe. 40% of the Nationals roster that won the World Series in 2019 is no longer in baseball, which is just hard to believe. It, it's uh, So, look, it, it's different for both these teams because I think with the Mets, without any sign of DeGrom and Scherzer, we keep talking about they're going to come back, they're going to come back. And, yeah, they are going to come back, you would think, you would hope, and hopefully relatively soon. But in the meantime, it's down to five in the East, in the NL East. Uh, I think you're in for a pennant race. I just think the Braves are really good. The Braves will add a piece. I know they lost Albies, but every night they throw a good pitcher out there. Uh, that kid Strider that's pitching tonight is just incredible. His stuff is just lights out. If you haven't seen him, oh my goodness, he is uh, he is really good. He is. I know all these guys throw a hundred. Boy, he is. Uh, his stuff is special. And the Braves just look. They run out Freed and Morton's not as great as he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a really good pitcher. And Freed and Anderson. I mean, it's just it's a good staff. It's a good everyday lineup, one through nine. Uh, it's just it's a loaded team. So the Mets down to minus two seventy five to win the division here. The, the odds have tightened up. Um, if I had nothing in pocket, if I had no bets, and even if I had a little bet on the Mets, maybe you sprinkle a little on Atlanta here because I do think the Mets have enough to hold off the Braves. But I do think it's going to be tight. I think you're going to be scoreboard watching all summer. Still have like 15 games head-to-head. It's weird. They haven't played really the Braves at all. They played the Nationals a bunch, like I said. They played the Phillies a lot. Uh, I don't think they've played the Marlins. they got a bunch of games against the Marlins coming up here in the next couple weeks. So uh, you're in for a pennant race, I think, if you're the Mets. I think you have enough of a lead. I think you have enough reinforcements coming back with DeGrom and with Scherzer to hold on. But I do think this is going to be a pennant race in the NL East. As for the AL East... Uh, and by the way, Bassett finally pitched a good game last night. He's really been struggling. Eight shutout innings. Good to see for the Mets. Uh, really important to to get him back to being. Now, he's never going to be on that level where he's a Cy Young guy, where he's DeGrom and he's Scherzer, but he can be a B-plus, a really outstanding number three starter when he's you know, pitching to the best of his ability. Outstanding. A, a great number three starter. One of the best three starters in the league. That's that's the, the kind of ability he has when he's on his game. So important for him to get back on track after a good start to the season. He had a rough three or four stretches here. So hopefully uh, the la that last night's performance is more of an indication of what you're going to get out of Bassett. That was a big one. Uh, before we get to tonight's games, just the Yankees. Look, we talked about this 13-game stretch coming up. Rays, Jays, Rays again, four with the Astros. Well, they're 1-0 they're so far. They are up to a staggering. I mean, it's hard to believe this team is forty-five and sixteen. 
I know this stretch is tough coming up, and, and if you lose, if you go four and eight, you let these other teams back in. I understand this, and I said it the other day, and I'm just going to kind of double down on this. This race is over. Yankees are winning the American League East. They're now up to minus 400 uh, to win the division here at Bet Rivers. I think I said on Monday, hey, minus 300, it's expensive, but hey, if it's going to win, it's going to win. It, you know, a lot of people, especially newer betters, a lot of recreational betters, they don't like laying minus 300 on anything, and I understand. I don't really either, but. Sometimes, you know, value is value. And uh, look, would you bet minus 300 that the sun's going to come up tomorrow? I mean, sometimes it's just if you're laying minus 300 and you feel extremely good about the, the bet cashing, then it, it's worth it. And I, it's worth tying your money up. And I thought minus 300 was a good bet. Obviously, they're up to minus 400 now. The Yankees are winning this division. And there's just they're too good and they're too far ahead. They're nine up on everybody else. They're nine up on Toronto as I pull it up here. Um, yeah, they're just they're way they're too far ahead. They're too far ahead and they're too good and they're going to add pieces. I mean, yeah, they're nine up on Toronto. They're 10 up on, on Tampa in the loss column. 13 up on the loss column on uh, on the Red Sox. Orioles still hanging around. They're 27 and 36. The Orioles beat the Blue Jays last night, which helps the Yankees out. It does not help my Orioles under season win bet that I think is in trouble. Orioles are actually, they're coming. The thing with the Orioles is, you, you know you know what, why they're better? Their bullpen's a lot better. They used to just get murdered in the bullpen and they give a million games away with uh, the middle relief, late relief. These guys, Batista, Lopez, uh, Dylan Tate, they, they've provided some stability. They have big-time arms coming out of the bullpen, and they can hit. Uh, so they'll probably get beat up a little bit here and, and trade up some pieces during the summer, although it's mostly a younger team. I'm sure they would trade Mancini and some other guys. They'll get beat up. Remember, they had a stretch last August where they lost like 20-something games. I don't know. That, I mean, they're not going to have that kind of stretch this year. I wouldn't think their pitching is too much. Uh, improved to, to that happen, but but uh, Baltimore's better. Baltimore's definitely better, and I think I bet them under 62 wins. I gotta go look. I think I got them under. I, I know I got a fair amount of change on them under 62, 63 wins, and I am quite concerned that that's not going to cash. I, I actually don't think it's going to cash. I think the Orioles will probably get into the mid to high 60s here. But again, a lot of season left. They could get beat up. They could have a stretch here where they just get clobbered. You know, summer months, the pitching, the, the young pitching wears down and. Uh, you know, Yankees, Blue Jays, even the Red Sox, some of these teams beat up on them. We'll see. But the Orioles uh, won last night, took care of the Blue Jays. And like I said, Yankees, nine up in the loss on uh, Toronto. It's a full nine games on Toronto. Ten games in the loss on Tampa. The Yankees are winning this division. And like I said the other day, it, it's going to be a lot of pressure on the Yankees. You can't have a scenario now. Look, I, I think if you got to a World Series and you lost a six or seven-game classic against the Dodgers, you know what? Fans won't be happy. I wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't be happy, but you could live with it. But there's pressure on the Yankees now. If they got to a postseason and they lost in five games in the first round at Tampa or something, that's just that. That's not going to go over well. That's not acceptable at this point with the season they've had, with the drought they've had in, in terms of winning a World Series, in terms of reaching a World Series. The Yankees absolutely have to get to a World Series this year. They just they, they have to do it. They have to, uh, you know, get over this hump. And it's it's just been so long. And there's nobody in the American League. The White Sox are a mess. Astros are good. They're not great. Tampa's not as good as they've been in past years. Toronto's good. Toronto's scary. I'll grant you that. That's, that might be the one team I'm most afraid of in a postseason just because of their power. They still got some pitching with, with ability uh, in terms of the starters. But the Yankees here are in good shape uh, to be a one seed in this uh, postseason. Again, you're going to have home field you're going to be the one you're going to go right to the division round you still got to get two rounds to win uh the american league here as they have moved to plus 220 to win the american league but 
Yankees are in good shape. So now it's just a matter of tinkering with the roster, uh, you know, keeping everybody healthy. I mean, look, you still got to win games. It's it's long enough where you can't just, you know, like like I said, you can't go four and eight in this stretch and still feel good about yourself. If you go four and eight these next twelve against the Astros and the Rays and the Jays, uh, and you get swept by, you know, Toronto or something that turns into six or five. Of course, that's a pennant race, but I actually don't think. Uh, we're in for a pennant race. I don't know that it's ever going to get to five. That's an interesting question. Maybe I'll ask Gabe that coming up. Um, Yankees have a nine-game lead now. Will this ever get to five? I don't think it's ever getting to three. I don't think they're ever getting caught. Will it even get to five or six? Hell, they could lose. They could have a slump this week. A slump is coming for them, so you know what? They could have a slump here, and it could be five in a week. I understand that. But anything can happen. I mean, you can have these, these guys could get kidnapped by aliens. I mean, we're to the point now where... You know what? You could say, well, if this, what if this guy gets hurt? What if this guy gets hurt? What if this guy, you know, I mean, at some point you just, uh, you got, you got to understand now that even though anything can happen, you got to preface this with anything can happen. I understand. Like I said, you know, these guys, they, Cole and Judge and Stan get kidnapped by aliens and the Yankees wouldn't be as good, but barring something uh, miraculous, I don't know if miraculous is the right word because it wouldn't be miraculous if they, uh, if they blew this lead, barring something catastrophic, I guess would probably be a better word. This Yankee team is winning the division. Like I said, they are up to minus 400 here at Bet Rivers. Uh, and a good pitching matchup tonight. Minus 41, the Yankees are. Rays, Yankees, obviously. McClanahan going for Tampa against Nestor Cortez. Cortez coming off a rare bad start. Total down to seven. I saw this was seven and a half last night. Um, I, I, I like the under. I would like the under four first five, but it's moved to three and a half. Like I said, the seven and a half has moved to seven. I would still bet the under. Obviously, it's a smaller bet, but that's a good, better than a good. That's a great pitching matchup. Uh, Cortez, McClanahan. McClanahan's stuff is absolutely filthy. I mean, throws the ball 100 miles an hour. Looks like a wiffle ball. I mean, if, I'm sure you guys have seen him pitch. He pitched against the Yankees. What was that? Memorial Day weekend where he pitched against the Yankees, and he was... Uh, I, I want to say lights out, but the Yankees had actually had a bunch of chances. First and third, nobody out. First and third, one out. Bases loaded, nobody out. And they had a bunch of chances where they uh, had a runners on, on base with, with nobody out. One out with chances to score runs and, and couldn't do it. So they actually had some traffic on the bases, but you know he pitched out of it every time. Got big strikeouts, got big double plays. So should be a fun pitching matchup tonight. McClanahan's over six and a half strikeouts. Cortez over five and a half strikeouts. Would certainly lean towards both overs there. I think this will be a good pitching matchups. And uh, I like the under, and then I like the over strikeout props for both these guys. I think both these guys will pitch uh, pitch good ball games. So excited for that one. I don't have a feel on the side. I don't want to lay minus 141 against McClanahan. So uh, I would not bet the Yankees. I don't know that I would bet the Rays, but I don't know if I would bet the Yankees tonight. Mets uh, in action. Tough matchup because they see Milwaukee. It is Corbin Burns. It is the Brewers. Going against, is it Peterson tonight? I just looked. God forbid I'm prepared. I mean, God forbid I just write all this stuff down and I can read off of it. I sit here and I make some notes, but I keep going back to the Bet Rivers app, which I have on my phone, which is very quick, so I can't complain about the Bet Rivers app, which is just fantastic, which you can download. Um, it is Burns and it is Peterson tonight. Milwaukee minus 120. I haven't bet against the Mets a lot this season. Uh, I would lean towards Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not been great. They're actually out of first place. The Cardinals are in first place. And Barnes has been good. He hasn't been great, as I'm pulling up his numbers here. But this is a tough matchup uh, for the Mets. Burns, despite not being to his side young level, as he was always still 2-4 ADRA. He's still been really good. 
So I take that back. But last, uh, you know what it is? His last couple starts, he hasn't been great. Two starts ago, three and two-thirds against the Padres. Eight hits, five runs. Last start against Philly last week, four and a third, three hits, three runs. Didn't last very long. So he's still been really good. And I think it's a tough matchup for the Mets. I would actually bet the uh, the Brewers tonight. So that's the baseball. Uh, still no NBA. NBA game six tomorrow. NHL game one tonight. Avalanche, Lightning. Uh, I think this is a longer series. I'm, I'm going to pick still Avalanche. And we'll call it Avalanche in six. Avalanche in seven. Let me pull up these splits here at Bet Rivers and give you an exact series one if you want to have some fun with it. Again, Bet Rivers gives you these options here where you can bet exact series scores. Let's see. NHL final series markets. It's over on the side here as you got a bunch of options here. Of course, who's going to score first? Will there be a goal in the first 10 minutes? Uh, Lightning for the series, minus 160. I'm sorry. Avalanche for the series, minus 162. Lightning plus 140. That line is tightened up. Lightning were up almost like $2 at the start, which I thought was probably a little bit too high. As let's see, let's see for the exact series score. Yeah, you can get light, you can get Avalanche in six here, uh, plus 450. So I'm going to read off all of them. I do think it'll be a longer series. I think you always have to worry about the rust versus rest aspect of it. The light, the Avalanche have not played since last Monday, and here we are Wednesday. That's a long layoff, and remember. The Lightning had a, a similar long layoff against the Rangers in Game 1 a couple weeks ago. In Game 1, they came out and just got run off the ice. It was really their worst game of the series. So maybe they're a little rusty tonight, the Avalanche. Uh, the Lightning, I mean, they, they had three days off, but they could probably use the rest after all of the games they played as we're looking at the correct series score here. Uh, Lightning to sweep is 15-1. to 1. Lightning in 5 is 11-1. to 1. Lightning in 6 is plus 650. Lightning in 7 is plus 650. Avalanche to sweep plus 750. Avalanche in 5 is plus 360. Avalanche in 6 is plus 450. Avalanche in 7 plus 380. Um, Do they get it to 7? Or make it 380? Do they get it to 7? I'll say Avalanche in 6 plus 450. At BetRivers.com as the NHL starts tonight. Uh, NBA tomorrow, I do think we'll get a Game 7. We'll probably spend a little more time on that game tomorrow. But I do think the Celtics come out at home, get a friendly whistle, come out more aggressive. And uh, I do think this thing is headed back to Golden State for, look, a Game 7 for the NBA Finals is a lot of fun. Have that on Sunday and Father's Day. It would do a great ratings. It's been a bad postseason for the NBA. So if you can get a Game 7, I'm sure the NBA would like it. I think if you're not rooting for uh, anyone in particular, you'd be happy to see a Game 7. So... I think, you know, when in doubt, root for a Game 7. So I do think we'll get a, a Game 7 uh, Sunday. So the NBA tomorrow, NHL tonight. Got a couple of baseball games tonight. When we come back, Gabe from John Boy, playoff Tanaka. Excited for this one. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, BetRivers Sportsbook. As promised, it is Gabe from John Boy Media. You know him on Twitter as Playoff Tanaka, one of the great Twitter names, one of the great Twitter handles. Gabe, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. 
Hey guys, thanks for having me. Excited to talk some ball. Uh, let's just let's get right into it. This team right now, the Yankees, forty-five and sixteen. Of course, you're a big Yankee fan. I'm sure everyone on Yankees Twitter is familiar with you. How surprised you? I don't think anybody saw this coming. And I guess just give us some thoughts on, on what you thought coming into the season because they really didn't do a lot in the off season. There were a lot of good uh, free agent shortstops available. They really, I mean, their big move was what adding Josh Donaldson, adding Kinder Falefa. They got rid of Sanchez. They didn't do a whole lot. How surprised are you? What, what kind of were your expectations and your thoughts coming into the season? Yeah, man. I mean, the vibes were pretty weird coming into the season. Um, everyone expected at least one big-time free agent, you know, whether that was Correa, Seager, Story, Freeman, whoever. They expected something. We got Donaldson, not exactly the level that we wanted. So the vibes weren't exactly great going into the season. We expected it to be better than last year, but we didn't really know, like, is this the team that's going to, um, you know, we were, a lot of people called the Yankees like a fourth, third place team coming into the year. And, you know, people didn't know if they could compete with the Blue Jays or the Rays this year. And, you know, it started off a bit slow the first week or two. And then you, obviously since then, I mean, they've been historically good. And I, I like you said, I don't think anyone really expected this level of play it's been incredible now it drives me nuts i'm curious as a yankee fan does it bother you on this team is worth seven billion dollars does it bother you the way they tiptoe this luxury tax and they won't go over they won't get this guy you know it didn't always used to be like this i don't know how old you are but when george steinbrenner ran this team i mean money was no object it was win and win at all costs and win every year now they're very frugal with money with prospects it's always about you know, it has to be the right situation. They don't operate the way they used to operate. And look, you go to a Yankee game, it's $50 to park. It's, you know, $30 <laughs> for chicken tenders and fries. It's you're paying a premium and it, it doesn't feel like it's reciprocated. Now, look, if they win, all is forgiven, but does it bother you sort of the way they do business? Um, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that um, last sentence. You know, if they're winning, I don't really think about it. <clears throat> if they were 500 right now and the offense was dead again, I'd be coming for Hal Steinbrenner's house, you know, like, uh, and a lot of other Yankee fans would be too. It would not be a good situation. Um, part of it is that they're, they know that they need to re-sign Judge, and I think they're really trying to hold on to whatever they have to throw at Judge. But like you said, the Yankees haven't really been in on big free agents the last couple of years, and that is like pretty new to Yankee fans because, like you said, George. Any big fridge and the Yankees were in on them. And now it's kind of not the case. You know, Hal Steinbrenner, Yankees still have the third highest payroll in baseball, but he's definitely a bit more frugal than, you know, in years past or especially compared to his father. So it's a little bit frustrating. But when they're winning, I mean, they have the best record in baseball. So I'm not going to complain about it right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the flip side of it is a lot of time these long-term contracts end up looking really bad towards the end. And sometimes not even, not even towards the end. I mean, look at Patrick Corbin, you know, that contract's a disaster, but he did help him win a world series. Bryce Harper, that contract's probably a little too long, but look, I remember the, the off season Harper and Machado were free agents. It's like, all right, they got too much money. They got too much years that next year, 2019, they were one, one against the Astros in the series. And there was a big spot. Cole was actually pitching for the Astros first and second. Nobody out in the first inning again. You just nitpicking the spot and whatever. But Brett, Brett Gardner was hitting third and he comes up in the first inning and he strikes out. And it's like, 
all, you know, these championships, there's a very small margin between winning and losing. I'm reading Mark Feinstein's book. I'm having him on later. Actually, he's going to be on tomorrow's show. There's such a fine line between winning championships and getting knocked out. You know, if you have Harper there one swing and it's three to one and you win that game, you win the world series. I mean, it's very, the margins, like I said, are very thin and, you know, one player here and there, one swing here and there. And it's a big difference. And it's really, you know, it's, it's a situation. They haven't been to a world series in 11 years and, um, you know, one player here and there could make a huge difference. And like you said, they just haven't been in on any of these guys, which I think is frustrating. Um, I mean, when you talk about Brett Gardner in the three hole, man, that, that brings back some memories, um, even last year, but it is a little bit frustrating that they didn't go after a Freeman, but at the same time, I think a lot of that money is for judge. And I mean, God, if they let him walk, that then then thing people get pretty loud if that happens but um the offense hasn't been the problem this year nothing's been the problem there's been no problems so good for now we'll, we'll see what it looks like in a couple months has it entered your mind the possibility of judge and another uniform judge actually leaving like you said i don't think they can afford to lose them uh, look you get into a bidding war with the mets the dodgers the angels anything can happen but i just think from a business standpoint and they are very business oriented i don't think from a business standpoint they can afford to lose judge have it has it entered your mind that it's even possible um you know my my boy dan uh rourke my co-worker he, he sent out a tweet a couple of days ago it's like the only jersey i could see judge work other than the yankee jersey and it was uh, the hall of fame jersey that, that was pretty good i like that the very dan tweet but um it's definitely entered my mind, you know, especially around opening day when they didn't get him locked up. I was like, man, judge is going to be a free agent and there's going to be some teams coming after him. You know, the giants have been in on him. Cubs have some money. And obviously the Mets, Boston, it would be, it would be a very disturbing sight. but I really, I, I think it's like a five to 10% chance that he's not a Yankee. Like you said, I mean, for more than just the baseball aspect of it, off the field, the amount of income that he brings in, the jersey sells. You know, he's one of the faces of baseball. He's the face of the Yankees organization. And, I mean, like we said before about them passing on free agents, they can't let Aaron Judge walk. He's Aaron Judge. You know, they built chambers out for him in the right field. You know, um, it, that's one guy I, I think they'll do everything they can to keep him. Yeah, you mentioned right before the season how that opening day was that Friday afternoon against the Red Sox opening day, and they come out and they hold a press conference 45 minutes before the game start and not only say, hey, we didn't resign him, but this is what we offered. This is what he was asking for. They basically aired their dirty laundry in terms of what the negotiation was, which, which uh, I thought was very strange. I mean, you don't see that uh, very often. I, I totally agree. You can't let them walk. Um, I asked, I had Tim Kirkshon on yesterday. I asked him over under $350 million for his contract. Kirkshon said under. Um, where, where would you go? What do you think a, a contract for judge looks like? Like I said, these long-term contracts at some point it's going to look bad because he's older, but it's just kind of the price of doing business. Uh, what do you think a judge contract looks like? I, I definitely take the under on 350 mil, you know, a big part of it is the age and it's not judge's fault that he's 30, but because he, you know, he came up late and everything, but I mean, that's going to affect him in free agency. You know, you're, you're not going to really get a 10 year deal as a 30 year old. Um, I think we end up around the 300 mark if he continues to play like this this year and win an MVP. Yankees win the World Series and he performs in the playoffs. Uh, I think 300 could be a nice number going into this season. I, I was thinking like in the 230 to 240 range because, again, you know, he's a big guy 
Um, I'm not gonna. He's not injury prone. If I, if anyone tells you that, John Smoltz, don't listen to him. Um, <laughs> I I think he ends up around 300 mil, eight-ish years, and I think both sides have got to be pretty happy with that. You know, the Yankees keep Judge, they keep all the money that he brings in. You know, they'll make more money than they lose by signing Aaron Judge, and you know, 300 million is not a small amount of money. And yeah, I think it works great for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. The age is a key factor, but I think offsetting the age, if you're judged, say, hey, you know what? My age is, is against me, but what's going in my favor, if I'm in a bidding war, if I'm, you know, uh, unrestricted free agency, the Dodgers in the mix, the Mets in the mix. I mean, Cohen would love to stick it to the Mets, uh, stick it to the Yankees and, you know, put judge in right field. And for all the reasons the Yankees want him, he'd be a draw. I mean, the name, the 500 foot homers, like you said, face of baseball. So uh, I think it's, it's kind of much ado about nothing. I mean, you have to discuss it because he's going to be a free agent and, uh, you know, maybe it's not much to do about nothing, but I do think ultimately uh, they, they do get it done. Trade deadline still got what six weeks or so. Uh, anybody in mind in terms of it's a delicate line between you don't want to upset the chemistry, but you you want to improve the team. You don't want to be satisfied. Anybody you have in mind here in terms of trade targets? Um, I really don't think the Yankees are going to make a huge splash. I don't know if anybody thinks that they will. Um, I think the most you'll see is like um like an Ian Happ or an Andrew Benintendi to kind of fill a left field role. But I think you should expect a kind of a Clay Holmes kind of deal that we got last year or a Wandy Peralta. You know, I, I think they're gonna go after a couple of relievers that they think that they could get more out of and relievers that they think that they could make impact guys down the stretch. You know, that Matt Blake likes to sinker guys, sinker, slider, cutter. Uh, I think they go after a couple of those starting pitching. They could go after a guy like they got in 2017, um, Jaime Garcia, I believe. Yeah, Jaime Garcia. Or like, I know he's not everyone's favorite, but Andrew Heaney last year. A guy like that who's just going to be kind of a back end of the rotation, six starter type of deal to just eat innings and keep everyone fresh for the postseason. I think you could see something like that. Um, I'm hoping for for a left field. I'm really hoping for Ian Happ. Uh, he's a good ball player. He's kind of put it all together. He would, I, I believe he has another year of control after this year. Wouldn't cost a ton to get him, but it would be a solid package. Uh, he's a switch hitter. You could plug him into the upper quadrant of the lineup. Um, so I think if everything goes right, I think we get a left fielder and we get a couple reliever reliever projects more. Lance Lynn's another one in that Lynn. guy. And he's actually, it's funny. He turned into a Cy Young candidate. He was like a mop-up guy for that. What was it? 2018 team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lance Lynn. You're right. That's another really good example. Um, how about if they get Hap? How about including his teammate, a former friend of ours, David Robertson? How about including? Could you see a Robertson reunion? I think it makes perfect sense. They've always loved Robertson, um, and, and he's a great story too. He's had a baseball for a little bit. He was pitching for the Olympic team. Yeah. Uh, we saw him pitch against the Yankees. The uh, what was it last weekend? As the Yankees just absolutely destroyed the Cubs, just made him look like uh, basically a high school team. Could you see Robertson? Could you see a reunion there? Um. I love it, man. I love it. I don't know how their relationship with Robertson is. I know there was a little bit of stuff that I was reading that's something with Robertson. They don't have a, the best relationship with him. Like when he left, I, I'd have to look more into that. But I mean, I'd absolutely love it. You know, he's been killing it, as you said. You know, he was pumping 95 the other night when I was watching him. And like D Rob has kind of always been like a 91 to 92 mile per hour dude with, and his curveball being his better pitch. 
you know, he's clearly still got a lot more in the tank. If there was a spot where the Yankees kind of need a little bit more padding, I, it would be the bullpen. So I, I could see them trying to get him tagged on to a half deal. I, I don't really see a reason why they wouldn't. He wouldn't cost much. You know, he's a 37-year-old reliever. Um, so, yeah, why not bring D-Rob back to the Bronx? I love it. Uh, like I said, Yankees 45 and 16. They are uh, playing Tampa tonight. Great pitching matchup. McClanahan against Cortez. Both guys that are in the Cy Young race. And got a chance to win tonight, go 30 games over 500. Everything is great if you're a Yankee fan. Then you see yesterday, Araldis Chapman. He's ready to come back. He's throwing off a mound. How do you handle him when he comes back? I don't, you know, I had a, I had Bob Nightingale on a few weeks ago said, well, when he comes back, you got to put him in the closer role. That's his role. I mean, I, I can't see him anywhere near the ninth inning. I don't even want him in the seventh or eighth inning in the big spot. It's a delicate situation because you want to kind of rebuild his value, get something out of him. You know, there's a version of him where he can be productive, but boy, he's lost velocity. He's lost his control. He, he's just, he's, he makes you so nervous when he's out there. It, it's a delicate situation. How do you handle the Chapman situation once he's ready to pitch, which sounds like it's uh it's pretty close. Yeah, man. Um, Chapman always makes you nervous. You know, he has for a while and it, if you look at the stats since like last June, he really hasn't been a productive pitcher. He just hasn't been that good. I, I don't think he'll get the closer roll back. I hope I really, I hope Clay Holmes has that secured down. And I think he really should, you know, he's been unbelievable. Chapman's got a lot to prove that that's kind of where I am with Chapman. You know, he's in his mid thirties. I was like 34, I believe. Like I said, fastball velo is down. He's, he could be incredibly erratic at times. He's got a lot to prove when he comes back. Um, <clears throat> can he come back as a setup guy? Absolutely. You know, he's, he's still got a hundred in the tank. He's still got two pretty filthy breaking pitches. So he could still be a pretty big part of this team. You know, the Yankees bullpen's a bit thin right now, even though they've been fine. So I think he still definitely has a role on this team. I don't think it's as a closer or it depends how much the Yankees value the closer role. If they think Holmes, is better fit to be like a fireman type of guy coming in the seventh inning, coming in the eighth, whenever the biggest hitters are up. Because Clay Holmes is the best reliever on the team. But I, I think Chapman comes back as a setup man, and he's got to prove himself. Yeah, it's funny. It's like a kicker in football, though. It's one of those situations where you're a relief pitcher. There's no margin for error. So, I mean, it's one thing if you're, you know, Gallo, if you're an outfielder, there's margin for error. You know what? Team can afford if you go for four for a few weeks. If you're a reliever, you're coming in a one-run game. Even if it's the seventh inning or the eighth inning, he can hurt you just as much in the seventh or eighth inning. Now, you, you have more a chance to, to catch up as opposed to him blowing it in the ninth where the game ends or whatever. But you know, he can hurt you just as much in the seventh or eighth inning and uh, as he does in the ninth. And, boy, you just line up the names. And I don't know who I trust less than Chapman. I think I trust Schmidt more. I trust King more. When the wise guys trust – I mean, I don't know. You, you tell me, where does he rank on your trust, your, your trust rankings here? It's hard to say right now, man. Uh, because before, I mean, how much was the injury affecting him, you know? But right. then you go back to last year, and since around sticky stuff, I don't know if he was a sticky stuff guy, but since that got banned, I mean, he really just hasn't been the same guy. Is he just getting old? I I, I don't know. I I don't, you know, I have Wandy over him right now in trust. Uh, maybe even guys like Clark. Um, King for sure, obviously Holmes, but at the same time, he can win me back pretty quick because he's one of the nastiest pitchers of all time. You know, he's hurling a hundred miles per hour. 
um, as a left-hander, and like he's got two other wipeout pitches. You know, maybe maybe we fall in love with seventh inning Chapman. Maybe there's less pressure. Maybe it's just where he's better suited right now in this time in his career. But right now, like I said, he's got to prove himself. You know, he he's got to earn trust back and i hope the yankees treat him like that i hope he doesn't just come back and he's getting time in the ninth inning and one earned games i mean that that would kind of be a little bit disheartening but we'll see we'll see yeah he's always been a guy too the velocity ticks up as the weather gets warmer the season goes on he gains a little velocity so that's what you really hope for because it's hard you know he's got the two breaking pitches but if he's not going to be just overpowering if he's going to be 96 97 now most pitchers would kill to have 96 97 but for him that's almost not good enough you need to be in the 100 plus mile an hour where he's just you know completely uh overpowering and you always kind of worried that he wasn't going to age well just because he was such a you know he was such a power pitcher um do you think this race is over I, I declared it over i think yesterday the other day they're up nine um i don't think anyone's catching them they're too good they're too deep i know the schedule here is tough coming up but to me, uh, let me let me put it this way: Does anyone ever get within five games of them this year in the division? Good question. Um, we still got a lot of time left, and I'm not trying to jump the gun too fast. You know, baseball we see it time after time. You know, um, you think you're on top of the world, and then a month later, like like look, look at the Angels. You know, so I, I would not say it's done. You know, the Blue Jays and Rays are still really talented. I, I think the Red Sox. I think they're a tier below those teams. I I think the Blue Jays and Rays can definitely still compete. I put the Yankees at like 85% to win it at this point. You know, there'd have to be a pretty big collapse. And I'm really interested to see these these next few weeks when we play um, Tampa and Toronto. And if the Yankees can bury them even more, if we look back in two weeks and the Yankees are 11 up, then, it, you know, it, it may be getting early pretty fast, you know. So it's not over yet. You know, those are still some talented teams, but I mean, it would it'd have to be a pretty big collapse for the Yankees not to win the division at this point. Yeah. And I think you always caveat anything with, Hey, injuries. If you lose this guy, you lose that guy. I understand that. But I just think the reason I'm so confident nine's a lot and they're so deep with the pitching, their starting rotation. I mean, you're putting a good starting pitcher on the mound every day. It's just, it's hard to slump when you have that, that, uh, that deep, that balance of a starting rotation. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's every day. Like, it's it's every day the Yankees starting pitcher goes. And then, knock on wood, they've all stayed healthy. They've all been incredibly consistent. Every single day you go out there and you're like, oh, this guy can give us six shutout. This guy can give us seven innings, one earned. I've never seen anything like it, especially with the Yankees team. You know, people look at the Yankees, they think, oh, Aaron Judge and Carlos Stanton, home runs, power, Bronx Bombers. This is a pitching first team. If the Yankees are going to win the World Series, it's going to be built upon their starting rotation. And, you know, Nestor got roughed up a little bit in Minnesota. I'm not worried at all. I'm interested to see how he comes out tonight against Tampa. Um, but, I, I mean, there's not much other else you could say other than this rotation is the best in baseball. Who's going to the all-star team, uh, team from this team? Cause, because uh, Cortez, I think, would be a good candidate. I think Holmes would probably be a lock. How do you yeah. pick an all-star team? I know these pitcher stats are crazy, but how do you think uh, – obviously, Judge will make the team. Who do you think from the Yankees makes the all-star team? Uh, yeah, you said Judge. Judge is a lock. Holmes is a lock. Um, Stanton's got a shot. You know, he's kind of under the radar, had a very nice year. Yeah, he has. Um, 
There's a chance, which I started a tweet a couple weeks ago. It would be pretty hilarious. The entire Yankees starting rotation yeah. goes to the All-Star game. There is a world. Like, they've all been. Garrett Cole has a 3-3-3 ERA, and he's that's the lowest in the Yankees rotation. And Incredible. he's Garrett Cole. So there's a world in which all five go to the All-Star game. I wouldn't say it's likely, but there's a chance. And, I mean, that'd be pretty hilarious. And I hope it happens. But... Yeah, I don't know. Nestor's got to start the All-Star game. That's all I care about. I really want Nestor to start it. That would be pretty awesome. It's just an incredible story. Watching him pitch is so much fun because all these pitchers are the same now. They all throw 97. They all, you know, they're, it's almost cookie cutter with the way they're all trained. And he's just different. He changes speeds. He changes timing of his delivery. You know, he, he locates the ball. He is a, a true pitcher's pitcher. Um, you mentioned Cole. Has Cole become underrated here? I, I feel like people, every time he – he gets runners on second and third and people say, Oh, how much money are we paying this guy? You know, I think the start in Boston kind of stained his reputation. People say he's not a big game pitcher. If you go look, he's been a really good playoff pitcher. Has Cole here become underrated? 100%. Not just in New York around baseball. I mean, I don't think he has the same respect. I don't know if that's about the wild card. I mean, he was pitching injured in Boston. Yes. You know, that's going to come out a couple of years from now. Like Garrett Cole was pitching on one leg. And I mean, you look at the stats, he was, he was going to win the Cy Young until he hurt his hamstring. Um, and he has a track record as a great postseason pitcher. He's having a very good year this year. And, you know, he had such a great year in 2019, like a historically good, great year. People expected him to be that every single year in New York. And that, that's just not realistic. We're not paying for that. We're paying for a guy who's going to be like a consistent ace to stay healthy and give you a chance to win every five days. And he's been that, you know, with the exception of a few blowups here and there, you know, in Minnesota. But he's he's definitely become underrated and overhated in New York. I mean, this guy is the second best pitcher in baseball. And people forget that a lot. And he's got the worst ERA in the Yankees rotation as the second best pitcher in baseball, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, a few too many homers. Like he wasn't, he was unbeatable his last year with Houston. He hasn't been like yeah. Superman. He hasn't been great with the Yankees, but he's been really good. I still trust him. Uh, I mean, look, he pitched a great game last night. He's still a really good pitcher. Um, a few more before we get you out of here. Are you rooting for a Subway Series? If the Yankees make it that far, would, would you be rooting for a Subway Series? Oh my God, 100%. I, I, I kind of, I think that would just be so electric. You know, Met fans are as feisty as it gets. They, they are angry. They hate the Yankees. Yankee fans, obviously, are, are Yankee fans. So it would, be, it would be electric. The city would go nuts. You know, Frankie Lindor, um, hopefully DeGrom and Scherzer are good by then. You know, it, and, you know, you got the Yankees, Aaron Judge and Carlos Stanton, Garrett Cole. It would, I mean, the city would be on fire. It, it would be so awesome. You know, the views would go through the roof. It, it would the I, I can't even describe how, how fun that would be. I'm really, really pulling for a Yankees Mets World Series. Um, you know, how, like, how, let me ask you, like, what was it like in 2000 to have that? Because, I mean, that's something I, I dream of. It was a lot of fun. Um, I remember, you know, people were like, oh, man, this will be crazy. The, the ratings regionally were unbelievable. Nationally, people were kind of out of it. I think people were done with oh. the Yankees. They remember they're in the World Series every year yes, at that yeah. point. Again, it's like, you know, if you're in Minnesota or Iowa or something, it's like, I don't care. These two teams from New York, I care less. But locally, it was just, it was insane. It was so much fun. 
Um, and, and again, I mentioned I'm reading the Mark Feinstein book, and I remember this from, from that time. The Yankees did not enjoy it because there was so much pressure from Steinbrenner. Uh, you know, the, the Mets were a little brother. Yeah, if you win, you, you win the World Series, but there was almost a sense of relief. There was a sense of relief when they won. And it, it was, there was more pressure, the Yankees said, on that series than any other because the, the Yankees were in a situation where they felt like it was a no-win situation. They had to win, and if they, they didn't, yeah. it would just be so embarrassing. So I know the Yankees, Joe Torre was like, it was like the worst thing to ever happen to him. And, you know, it took years off his life, the, the fact that they had to play that series. And they just, uh, I think the Yankees really felt the pressure and probably be a little different this time around because the Yankees haven't been in the mix that much. But, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what it was like where the Yankees, I think it was a big sense of relief when, when they were able to win that in 2000 just because of all the pressure that Steinbrenner put on him and all the, uh, you know, the perception that the Mets were the little brother. Yeah. I, I actually heard that, like how stressful it was for the Yankees, but I, I don't know. I feel like in today, like the Yankees haven't won three world series. Like they did in, in the past four years, like they did leading right. up to 2000, you know, the Mets have been to a world series more recently than the Yankees have. So yeah. I think the pressure would be somewhat equal. And I think that would make it a lot of fun. It'd throw yeah. whoever wouldn't be the same just... dynamic for sure. Wouldn't be the same dynamic at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know what drives me nuts? Baseball does a lot of stupid things. This is one of them. Yankees Mets in the regular season is so much fun. I always look forward to those series. They only play four times this year. You know that four times usually you get six. Why do they do that? It makes no sense to me. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, what, it it makes absolutely no sense. Why? Yeah, why? The, uh, I I could ask you that same question. I have no clue. You know those games were absolutely electric last year. Those were the like the highlights of the 2021 Yankees seasons pretty much um i wouldn't say the highlight but i mean some of the most fun games were against the mets last year you know it, it really is a bit of a rivalry um these two teams don't like each other you know these two fan bases don't like each other and to cut off two games doesn't really make any sense if anything play more games you know give us two four game sets why not yeah absolutely and i think six was good because you know the more you do it maybe you, you water it down a little but six was the perfect number i mean yeah, two, yeah, two yeah. game sets it makes no sense and the, the baseball regular season is so long and there's so there's so few games where you just like circle on the calendar uh as ones to look forward to and that would have been perfect especially this time of year especially this year where you know they both have the best record uh in their respective leagues so it's too bad but who knows maybe we'll get six or seven of them come october yeah i'm hoping for it that'd be awesome Gabe, I appreciate you coming on. Let everyone know where they can uh, where they can catch your work. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you can just follow me on Twitter, Playoff Tanaka. I have, I have the Tanaka profile picture. Or you could find me on YouTube. Just look up Playoff Tanaka on YouTube, and I'll be, like, the first one that comes up. And, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love interacting with all the fans, you know. Everybody's very passionate, like myself, and it's a good time. All right, Gabe. Appreciate it, man. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll do it again down the, down the road here and, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Gabe. Enjoyed that conversation. Fun to talk some baseball. Look, we're doing a lot of baseball, but uh, it's June. I mean, the Rangers are out of it. The two NBA teams left are not local. We'll spend some time on it, but it's too early for football. So doing, doing a lot of Yankees, doing a lot of Mets with both teams in first place and probably do a little more because uh, Mark Feinstein is supposed to join us tomorrow. MLB.com just has a, a new book, like I mentioned, about the Yankees called The Franchise. So we'll talk Yankees of past, of present. Looking forward to that. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.